Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It is great to be back. Welcome back to you as well as we're here. And I promise one day when I say it's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, it'll actually be Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. It hasn't been that way for about a month. Jay will be back soon. He's a father for the second time. Zane, I knew he was going to go with the Z name, so I appreciate him doing that in my honor. Thank you very much, Jay. We're not really that close, but now I consider you a blood brother for doing that. Now, Jay will be back here (laughs) soon enough. Key is back. I'm back. It's great to have you all back. We're 17 days away from having the NFL draft back. Mac Jones, 17 career starts. Trey Lance, 17 career starts. Who goes three? Who goes four? We know who's going one and two. Let's jump into it. Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider, was on the 49ers Talk podcast. And with his intel, here's what Adam says is going to happen with a team that many believe really starts the draft. The 49ers zooming up to three to do what? That seems to be the conventional wisdom. After all, they were at Mac Jones Pro Day, most prominently there and not at the locales of other quarterbacks. But there is another part of the Mac Jones story that has rarely been discussed. And for more on that, we welcome Antonio. And in Charlotte, you're on ESPN Radio. What you got for us? Or not got for us. Go out to you, sir. Antonio, go ahead. Say that again. Yeah, good. How are you? All right. My condolences to go out to you, Keyshawn. Appreciate it, boss. Okay. Now, it seems to me, um, seems like um, if – Justin Fields would have caught a DUI two years ago with a fake ID. He would have been thrown through the mud. Matt Jones caught that DUI with that fake ID, stumbling, go to jail. See, like they're brushing it up under the table like, nah, 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 we're just going to just hide this here, hide this here. But if that had been Justin Fields, let y'all go, they would have they would have bombasted him with all type of dick. We're getting in trouble out there, there. So I'm going to tell y'all opinion on that there. Okay, that happened in November of 2017 when Mac was a freshman. It, it, it's early, three weeks away from the draft. By the time we get to a week before the draft, the DUI will come up. Now, will that affect where he's drafted at? Probably not, but you will hear more conversation about it the closer you get to the draft. It's three weeks away. If the germ spreaders, as I like to call them, the media – if they put that out there right now, it's going to run out before the draft. So there won't be a juicy story. The juice will come a week or so before the draft, and you'll start to talk. You know, you'll start hearing people talk about, oh, but then there'll be an excuse that he was a freshman. And I get exactly what he's saying. Yes, if it was Justin Fields or somebody else, it probably would be a big issue. That's just that's the world we live in, man. Let's call it what it is. And remember, Chris, in 2017, when that happened, and I'm not saying football is the elixir or anything, if you would have said to somebody on that day, by the way, one day this guy who we had to wrestle away from Kentucky, this guy on November 3rd of 2017 when it happened, he might go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks in school history in a matter of four years, you would have said, nah, no way that's going to happen. This will just be another guy that played here, had a bad night. We're never going to hear from Mac Jones. You always have to think about the night it happened, what the expectations were, and then what eventually he became. No, you're right about that. And it was his freshman year. You're talking about four years later and no major incidents since then taking place. So I think from a sports character standpoint, you don't worry about that. And that's really the lens that all these NFL teams look at these prospects through. It's about decision making and wondering whether or not you can trust a guy in your organization and in your city. And so from that perspective, I don't think there are any major questions when it comes to no, Mac Jones. No, not at all. But but 
it, it, it's not, I mean, he, he did it as a freshman. And I understand how people feel about certain quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks of color, mm. on how they're treated. Mm-hmm. Um, in Mac Jones' situation, it's not talked about. But we're three weeks away. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you by the time we get close to that draft, it's going to come up. Now, it probably won't affect it. It's not, it's not going to affect his draft status, much like Canty said, that was four or five years ago. Since then, no major incidents. He's done everything he's supposed to do. And you get that. You, you get guys, you know, you think, about, you think about Josh Allen and issues that he had coming out of oh, Wyoming yeah. mm-hmm. uh, on his social media. High school, yeah. High school. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it was talked about the week of the draft. Yep. Baker had his it, issues. Baker had his issues the week of the draft. I mean, it, it became more the week of the draft, and then all of a sudden – People are like, oh, my God, he's going to drop, he's going to drop. It's like, well, that DUI, I mean, I don't think a DUI is going to really, you know, really put him in the back seat. I, don't, I just don't think so in terms of the draft. Might put him in the backseat of police car. That, that is true. That night, that probably happened. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, offering coverage options as unique as your business. Progressive covers companies of many sizes and specialties. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. So Adam said if they had to make a choice today, they would go with Mac Jones at three. Key is more on the Trey Lance train at three for the 49ers. Right or, at, or Justin Fields. Or Justin Fields. Just not Mac Jones. Is what not Mac. I'm I'm just I'm cool on Mac Jones, man. But Key makes a lot of sense, Chris, because Key's main point was, and I, and I don't know anybody that can refute this. If they wanted to draft Mac Jones, there's no reason to move up. Yeah, I don't think you right. You, I mean, you, you can get him where you, you want to. Whatever. What, what they, the gave up, they gave up. They gave up give up three first round picks and a third round pick. I mean, that's a lot. In order to move to the three. Wait, hold on. With Miami. So, because I've I've, I've I'm been all over the place, obviously, in the last couple of weeks. So wait a minute. They gave up three ones mm-hmm. to move up. And plus, what else? A third-round pick. And a third-round pick yeah. to go get Mac Jones? Yeah. Are you sure it was Mac Jones and not Trevor Lawrence? I, see, that's, <laughs> that's, the thing that, that's the thing that makes me scratch my head, Keith. They're not because, going up. Because when you look at the upside of the five quarterbacks that are going to be taken in the top, top half of this year's draft, I just I don't understand why you would leverage that much draft capital in order to go after a quarterback that has not going to happen the the, the the most limited upside of all of those prospects. When you start talking about the five guys that are going to be in the first half of this first round, and, and if you think about it, much, much like you you said about the quarterbacks, but also on the field, Zubin, just think about on the field. Think about who we're talking about. We're talking about Kyle Shanahan the son of Super Bowl-winning head coach Mike Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Go just through a quick list of the Denver Broncos quarterbacks right. that was under Mike Shanahan. You're talking about John Elway, mm-hmm. Bubby Brister, mm-hmm. Brian Greasy, uh, 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 Jake Cutler, Jake Plummer. All them dudes can move around and get out of harm's way. They go to Washington and trade up to get RG3. What could he do? Move around. Get out of harm's way. He goes and he inherits Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan can slide and, can't, you know, he's good enough, athletic enough to get out of the way. He goes and gets Jimmy Garoppolo. When Jimmy Garoppolo was healthy, he can get out of the way with no problem at all. West Coast system style quarterbacks. Guys that can get on the move, move around, do some things with their feet. Mac Jones got gravy boots, man. He can barely move. <laughs> and to add to it, by the way, Come alongside on. Kyle Shanahan, who played for Mike Shanahan 
in Denver? How about John Lynch? Right? John so Lynch. The yeah. guy that's going to be making the call. That, that's all I'm saying. When Kyle you look Shannon. at that, he, got, he has crazy boots. He cannot move. He is a statue sitting in the pocket waiting for somebody like Chris Canty to tee off on him. They're not going. And I get Adam said today, and I understand today. They may do it today. But tomorrow, they're not going to do that. One of the things that I noticed, though, it sounds a lot less definitive now than it did two weeks ago when it was first reported about the trade and who the 49ers were targeting. Back then, it was all about Mac Jones and really nobody <laughs> else. This week, it's 49ers are going to be at Justin Fields' pro day and the, watch but, his second but workout. The, but that's the game, though. No, I understand. The, the, and it's silly game, season. Everybody's game, lying right what you now. you call Keith. it silly season? Silly season. Everybody's lying right now. Nobody's telling the truth. Nobody wants to put their cards on the table because we're a couple of weeks away from draft But if you're smart enough to dissect this and you following Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and what they like and how they do things, that's not the guy. It's just it, – you. Look, man, he just explained. They moved all the way up there and gave away the form to go. No, absolutely not. They could have gave those same picks away to uh, before all of the Deshaun stuff. They could have gave that away to the Texans to get Deshaun. But, Key, here's what's going to happen. They're going to fall in love with Justin Fields at his second pro day or Trey Lance yes. at their second pro yes. day when those guys are on scripted workouts throwing against air. Nobody's rushing against them. That's a fair point. There was <laughs> a time on. not too long ago where there was no such thing as a second pro day, right? I mean, yeah, you were exactly. a stud and That's everybody was there to see you. No, guys have always had, well, I guess you could call it private workouts, which yes. would essentially be yeah. the second pro day. Because you do the pro day, then a couple of days later, you may throw for one or two teams here and there. You work out for one or two teams. It just so happened, based on COVID, they're doing it this way. Right. The schedule is conflicted. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, offering coverage options as unique as your business. Progressive offers companies of many sizes and specialties. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. So I hope he whole... shows he work hard, though. <laughs> Never mind. I ain't going to get it. I'm going to leave Stop. that alone. Stop. Why are you doing that? What? Stop. What did I do? You I just what, said, you know I just said you know that I hope Justin Fields shows that he works hard. He's got the right kind of work ethic. And he has the right kind of work ethic. That's all I said. Gotcha. I think Dan Dan from Westport, Connecticut is on the line. He may want to. Dan from Westport, Connecticut would like to uh, respond. So the 49ers use that hall that Chris just mentioned. They use that hall to zoom one spot ahead of the Atlanta Falcons. Ironically, another team that Kyle Shanahan once had a hand carving the offense for. So what do the Falcons do at four, what do they do? Because they don't have to choose a quarterback. they got a ton of holes. ESPN NFL insider Chris Mortensen on the Dirty Birds plans. And remember, they have a whole new general manager, a whole new head coach. I mean, it's a whole new organization there, and a man that knows that better than anyone is Matt Schaub. I mean, he was a Falcons backup up until last season, knows everything about Matt Ryan and what they're trying to do, and he joins us this morning on Keyshawn Jay, Will, and Zubin. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of what the Falcons are going to do with your uh, expertise, I can't let it go here, Matt. You were college teammates with our man Chris Canty, so uh, give, us, give us a Canty story on the air you can share, preferably one that uh, makes him smile or even embarrasses him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, how we doing, guys? Uh, good, to, good to be on with you. You know, I don't have too many dirty stories or things that can be there on the you air go, Matt. there you go i would never do go. that i just know i just know that when the day that our time together at virginia ended i had this i could stop having passes batted down in practice by chris canty 
Dude is a monster, a uh, great player, great teammate, but he batted down so many passes during practice, drove me crazy. So uh, that was one thing that I was looking forward to when our time together at Virginia ended. Well, Zoo, here's the thing. Matt was always chirping in practice about me batting down those passes. <laughs> Keep your hands down, let us run the play. So it was really cool once we got in the league when I actually had a chance to hit him because you know he's got that red jersey on in practice. Can't hit him in college, but when we got to the league, I got a chance to take my shots at him when he was quarterback with the Texans. Hey, Matt, let me ask you this. You know Kyle Shanahan very well. Um, let me just ask, what kind of quarterback is he – looking for key and I and Chris have been kind of going back and forth and the kind of quarterback he likes key mentioned the ability to be mobile just from what you know of Kyle what kind of quarterback like what's the most important attributes that one of these young guys that eventually he's going to grab is going to have yeah I think first and foremost you got to be uh have a super high football IQ you got to be very intelligent be able to recognize and diagnose what's happening pre-snap and then just after the snap when things are about to change. Because so much of what Kyle does at the line of scrimmage is you have two or three options on, a, on you know, coming out of the huddle, and you got to decide based on what your game plan throughout the week was what play to get to. And so much of that happens between the ears of the quarterback, pre-snap, recognizing fronts, what type of coverages might be coming, and being able to go whether it's to a run or to a pass or from a pass to a run. So that's first and foremost. But then, yes, you need to be a good decision maker, be able to put the football where you need to put it, when it needs to be there. And, yes, athleticism and being able to move the pocket, get out on his bootlegs and some of those um, schemes that he likes to run where you have some shots down the field. He loves to have those type of guys that can you know, fit all of those molds. Sitting after 25 years in the league for you, Matt Schaub, I was sitting there. I was like, is he still playing? I'm like, damn, boy, you've been around for a long damn time. Uh, so you've seen all these quarterbacks, both in the pros and in college. What can the what should the Falcons do at four? Should they should they select the quarterback or look to maybe get Kyle Pitts at the tight end spot? Well, here's my thoughts. You know, being around Matt Ryan for the last five years, uh, no one prepares harder in the league than him. No one uh, puts his team in the best position to win in the fourth quarter than Matt Ryan. And he plays an incredibly high level still to this day. He is not the cause or the reason why things the past few years have been the way they have. Um, if I were the Atlanta Falcons, I would, you know, at four – you know, you're looking at you basically hold the number one pick in the draft because you're assuming the first three picks for the Jaguars, the Jets, and the 49ers are going to be quarterbacks, and they're kind of, you know, teams know that. So you hold a lot of cards in this draft as far as if teams want to move up to get that next guy. But uh, there's so many holes and so many needs on that on the roster to be able to, um, you know, compete into December and, and fight for a playoff spot that – you know, I'd love to see that they move back and accumulate more draft capital and then fill a lot of those needs with, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth rounders, those, you know, value picks that you have there throughout the middle and the end of the draft and, you know, get talent and accumulate and build around that position. And then, you know, Matt still has a two, three, four, five more good years left in him. And then, you know, obviously you're going to have to look to the future and what that position is going to bring. But I don't think that that is going to, benefit your roster this year or in the next couple years if you try and take that next guy at four. Former NFL quarterback Matt Schaub joined us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. 
Matt, when you look at the New York Jets and what they did with Sam Darnold moving on from him, trading him to the Carolina Panthers, and most of us assume that it's going to be Zach Wilson from BYU mm-hmm. with the number two pick overall. Is that the way you go if you're the New York Jets? You know, I, 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 I think so. I, you know, I think with Sam, you know, obviously I, I believe he can play. You know, he's shown in his first three years that he can make all the throws. He can – you know, navigate an NFL system and win football games. I just think that that the stuff around him, the players, the talent around him, and the ability to coach him in a young age um, was not present for him in his first three years. And I think that really set him back when, you know, he could have really blossomed into a very, very solid NFL starting quarterback. And so, but when you look at Robert Sala coming in, Mike LaFleur is the offensive coordinator and coming from San Francisco and what they want to do and how they want to build their organization, you know, where Sam is going into his fourth year with that fifth year option looming and the price tag that comes along with that, that's hard for a new regime. And Joe Douglas is the GM to tie themselves to Sam. If they believe they might be able to go a different direction for a little less money on the long term and develop your roster around that player. And if that is Zach Wilson, you're getting a guy that can make all the throws that can, you know, create. Um, and, you know, if they believe that that's the guy, then that's the move that they, they, they made. And so um, I think that's, that's what happens when you have a complete turnover in your organization. Matt, we could see something unprecedented in this year's draft a couple of weeks from now. We know that the first three picks will be quarterbacks, and depending on Mm -hmm. what the Falcons do at four, it could be four consecutive picks be quarterbacks. What does it say about the NFL in today's game to see quarterbacks being pushed to the top of the draft? Yeah, I think it just shows the value and the importance of that position. I mean, no no position is held in a greater regard and has more – of an outcome of winning and losing than the quarterback position. And teams are looking to be able to bring guys in that can play right away. And the systems and the style of play that you're now seeing across the NFL with, uh, it's becoming more of the college game, to be honest with you. You know, more teams are doing the RPO action, the, the stuff that where guys can come in and play and have some success earlier than probably they could have, you know, five, ten years ago. And so I think you're trying to teams are trying to go and find those players and then build around them on the roster. And, you know, I think it just says how teams are starting to value that position. And when they see a guy that they like that fits what they want to do, they want to do whatever they can to get up there at the top of the draft and get them. Matt Schaub joins us this morning, Matt, at the end of the day, when you take a look at where the Falcons are. I've always wanted to ask somebody that's been involved in the organization and knows them. There have been so many organizations that have just been there and been so close. When you look at where the organization mm-hmm. is now, starting over, new GM, new head coach, when you think back to 28-3 and just think to yourself, where would this franchise be had that moment not happened? You get that first Super Bowl championship. Matt Ryan is seen totally differently. I just look at that and say to myself, what could have been? Right. Um, yeah, I think anyone that was a part of that, that team and, that, and our organization in 2016 after that game, you know, thinks about that at least for five minutes every single day. And it eats at you and just gnaws at you. And, you know, one thing that's for certain thing, you know, history would have been a little bit different. You know, the past four years might have been a little bit different. But one thing we know in the NFL is each year is its own entity. And when you get to the offseason and into the next 
you know, training camp every year is different. Just because you win it one year doesn't mean that it's going to happen again or that you're going to get back to the playoffs. There's so many things with the salary cap, roster turnover, free agency, things change and things are just a little bit different. So just because 2016, that Super Bowl ended the way it did, doesn't mean that 17, you know, we made the playoffs, you know, went to the divisional round, you know, nothing's to say that things would have been that different, you know, record-wise, because things, the roster would have changed, salary cap things would have happened. Um, but obviously the way that the team was viewed at that time and, and thereafter would have been different. But, you know, from year to year, things have changed so much in the NFL with rosters and teams. How about that? Think about it for five minutes every day. And as Key <laughs> said, that's 25-year NFL veteran. Matt Schaub, 30, 30, 30 years. Yeah, 30. Matt's been, been around Matt's been around for I was, I was playing when Matt was playing. Like, jeez. Can't buy experience. Matt, thank you as you begin your foray into career number two in the media. And hopefully we'll have you back soon. Congratulations on a great career, great insight as well. Thank you, man. Hey, appreciate it you have for having me. Thanks. Right. You got it. It's a great pension plan. The NFL's pet thirty year vet. It's big oh, time. no doubt. That pension <laughs> looked real nice for Matt Schaub. Real Dude, nice. I swear he's been playing forever. He's man, he's been out long there. time. Long, long time. time. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. On the way, Key's dotting the Lakers purple today. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the Lakers. The double duo, the return of A D and LeBron. We're waiting for them. But in the meantime, we've got Mr. Double Double that's helping the Lakers on the way. Huge win over the weekend. What does it mean moving forward when everyone's back and healthy? Lakers legend joins us next. That's after we return here on Keyshawn, <laughs> Chable, and Super. No reads here, buddy. Aldridge backing up as Drummond dribbles to the dotted line, bumps him once, lefty hook, gets the roll, and Steve Nash calls for time. Dude, they were undermanned, came out and just played aggressively. We took it to him from the beginning and just coasted the rest of the way. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Yeah, it was one of the more unexpected results of the weekend, that's for sure. The Lakers crushed the Nets on Saturday without LeBron and AD. The Monday morning roundup is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. So here's where the Lakers stand. They're sitting at 33. Yeah, that's true. 33 (laughs) and 20, as Keywell knows. Fifth in the West. In the next 10 to 14 days, according to Woj, they could have LeBron and AD back looking to go back-to-back and get to that 18th Larry O'Brien to pass the Celtics. Two of those championships, a guy that won a couple of rings, knows all about it, Michael Thompson, Lakers analyst, two-time NBA champion, joins us this morning to go inside the purple and gold. All right, Mike, so big win over the weekend that people didn't see coming. 33-20, and reinforcements coming, drumming in the fold. Big picture, where do you see the Lakers right now? Scary, man. They're the Frankenstein monster in this league, and Key knows it. Key from L.A., he understands how great this team's going to be when we get the two big boys back to go along with Andre Drummond, can you guys imagine how much room Andre Drummond is going to have to roam and, and destroy people in the paint when you got AD and, and LeBron commanding so much attention? And now you got the guys on the perimeter knocking down shots and playing that uh, great perimeter defense. And I don't see it. If given, given good health, blessed with good health, fellas, I don't see anybody beating this team this year. No, I don't see it either. Now that they got Drummond in the fold, what, what benefits come with that? for the rest of the team? Well, the way he can defend and protect the paint, the way Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee did when they were here, the way he can rebound. He's the best rebounder in the game. He might not be leading the league in rebounding. I think that's Capella. But uh, nobody can offensive rebound in this game like uh, like Drummond. Uh, he can score. He's just not a pick-and-roll guy. You can throw the ball in the post to him, and he can give you that inside presence for scoring. No, he's not a Keem or a Patrick Ewing, but he's going to get you 35 or 40 points, but he can get you 18 and 20 consistently every night. You give him 30 minutes. MT, how much should we put into, you know, I know we beat the Brooklyn Nets. They, they wind up being somewhat shorthanded a little bit, but Kevin Durant was still there and we didn't have a Kevin Durant or anyone close to that on the floor for us. How much should we put into that victory against them? Uh, not too much. It was an impressive victory, but uh, no James Harden. Obviously, we didn't have our team at full strength, but you could tell that the Nets un- um, overlooked the Lakers that day. Uh, they knew that they, they coming in, the Lakers were missing like eight or nine players. They have half the team there. And so the Nets sort of like, you know, subconsciously you kind of let down. When you look across the court, you don't you see half the team's missing. And I don't think the Nets came out ready to play. And then the Lakers part, to show everybody that, yeah, we're missing half our team, but we're ready. We're here to compete. And they caught the Nets by surprise. The Nets didn't think the Lakers were going to play that well. When you look at Ben McLemore shooting, can he keep that up? Can he keep shooting the way he's been shooting? MT. Yeah, I'm here. I'm still here. See, you walk, walking around that big house at, out there in the ocean, man. You got Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm in my observatory. You know, I'm, I'm an, astron- uh, an amateur astronomer. I shouldn't be around all this equipment. Where's your butler at? <laughs> uh, I gave him a day off today. Okay. I was asking you, a guy like Ben McLemore, can he continue to shoot the way he's been shooting? He's a streaky shooter, Key. He, that's what he does. He did that in Houston. He did that in Sacramento, wherever he's been. He can have that kind of night, or he can go one for seven. Um, seeing him play for all these years, that's the way he is. He just We caught him on a hot night, and he's capable of having those type of games. He just doesn't do it every night. Otherwise, he'd be a splash brother. 
Michael, oh, God. <laughs> Michael, we're expecting to see LeBron and AD back soon, and we've got about a month left in the regular season. What are your expectations for when those guys get back, knowing that this team is trying to gear up for a championship run? Man, you guys know how great players are, our legends are. Keyshawn Johnson missed a month of football. He'd come back that, on that fifth Sunday, and he'd catch ten passes. That's what the great ones do. They can get right because they're different. They're different. There's different levels to this. And when you got players like Keyshawn Johnson and Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they step back on the court, and they pick up right where they left off because they're different from normal players. Well, so why so many people are questioning where the Lakers will be when they come back. It's, it's almost like people feel like even a guy on our show, Jay Will, feels like the Lakers might wind up being in the playing game. No, I don't think they'll fall that low. Now that Andre Drummond's back, we saw what they could do, even with a shorthanded team. They'll hang on to six. They think, I, I predict they'll finish six, and they'll, that'll be fine. And obviously you don't want to play extra minutes, guys, but even if they had to go to the play-in game, as long as the Lakers are healthy, they could play a play-in, play-out game or whatever. It doesn't matter. They're going to win the title anyway as long as they're fully healthy. But they'll be fine. Uh, it, it takes about a couple of games to get your, your sea legs back, your land legs, your game legs back. So they don't need two weeks to get themselves ready to play. Michael, who's the biggest threat to the Lakers coming out of the Western Conference? Well, I tell you, that's a great question. It seems to change weekly or every other day. There's so many good teams in the West. Denver's playing out of their minds now. Now they've got Aaron Gordon and uh, Jokic is playing like he's the MVP. But uh, you know what? Somebody's got to do it, so I'm going to be the first one to do it because I don't hear Key, Chris, or Zubin doing it. So I'm going to give some credit and some respect to that. Only the team with the best record in the NBA. So I, I'm going to say the Jazz are the threat. Mm. All right, okay. MT, man, get, okay. that, get that communication fixed in that house. Tell Clay to make sure to get some people over there to fix that thing. Yeah, I know I got to get an iPhone and put away this uh, flip phone. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> it's going to have to wait till tomorrow because the butler's off. So just uh, <laughs> it's, it's all good. Thank you for joining us today, Michael. Great insight. Thanks, buddy. You bet. All right, so let's run down just a couple of things quickly. There's only one team in the NBA, believe it or not, that's a 40-win team, and that's what Mike said, the Utah Jazz, the only team that's hit 40 wins. To Jay's point, when Jay does return, right now the Lakers are, believe it or not, they're three and a half games out of the quote-unquote play-in game. It's a little bit different than last year's tournament. This year, regardless of where you are in the standings, Mm -hmm. Team 7, 8, 9, and 10 will all compete to try to get in. And right now the Lakers sit in the fifth spot. Again, three and a half games out of the seven spot, and the seven is where the cutoff comes. He mentioned the Nuggets are right above the Lakers. Nuggets, big game tonight against the Warriors. That's on ESPN, part of a double dip here on ESPN tonight. And then the Blazers sitting there at 31 and 22. The reason I mentioned them, they are... Uh, essentially two games back of the Lakers, and Michael said he doesn't anticipate anybody uh, with the Lakers falling below the sixth spot. So Mm. very, very interesting. And the one team that nobody's talking about, that other L.A. team that's sort of putting it together. Yeah, nobody don't care about them. Stop. (laughs) Although I think them adding Rondo is going to make a big difference in the playoffs for them this year versus what we saw from them in the bubble last year. Canty. Nobody cares about the Clippers in L.A., man. No, listen, I'm, a <laughs> no, Lake, no, Key, no. I'm with you. I'm a Lakers fan. All I'm saying is that team looks a little bit different with Rondo yeah, playing yeah. point guard. They looked different last year with Paul George, gotcha. too. And shout out to the Suns Pandemic trying to make P. the playoffs for the first time in over 
a decade. Today on the ESPN Daily Podcast, Pro Baseball has long operated, as you know, with a code of unwritten rules and unspoken rules. That's what baseball is all about. But more guys are now breaking those rules, and that, believe it or not, is good for the sport, the sport that just won't change. Hear why on the ESPN Daily Podcast. You can listen on your favorite podcast app. Again, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. You'll be on the Goodyear Hotline next because we're going to play Caller Roulette. If you're new to this, like I am, Here's the deal. You call in 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll give you a number. Evan, the producer, will give you a number. If that number comes up on the roulette wheel, you're on the air. You give us your name, where you're calling from, and you get to ask anything you want. Hit us up right now, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, and we'll see if the roulette wheel falls in your favor. That's after Key has this from Indeed. Connoisseur of case management or guru of global sales, whoever you're looking to hire, you can find them at Indeed. Sponsor a job post at Indeed's instant match searches millions of resumes in their database and immediately delivers a list of quality candidates whose resume fits your job description. You can add an Indeed skills test so candidates can show your their skills that go beyond their resume. No wonder Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. According to Talent Nest, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Bucket. It's Greeny, and we're back in Better Than Ever Monday with the conclusion of the Masters, and we continue working our way towards the NFL Draft. See you then, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com.
Hi, Keyshawn J. Will and Zuma brought to you by Nature Valley, part crunchy, part creamy, a bit sweet, a bit salty. Nature Valley sweet and salty peanut bars are bursting with crunchy peanuts dipped in creamy nut butter coating and 100% delicious. Nature Valley, we're better outside after what I just heard. There's no coincidence. There's callers on line one, two, three, four, and six, and line five, if we have to get to line five, we'll get there. Let's start at the top. Line one as we spin the wheel. Line one. Hey, Keyshawn, welcome back, and my thoughts and prayers for your family. Um, but you're not going to like this. No, no one's going to be – if everybody's healthy, no one's going to beat the big four. And I'm talking about KD, Kyrie, James, and uh, and Joe Harris. I mean, he's their best defender and best shooter. But I, if everybody's healthy, love the Nets. That's the series that everybody wants to see. The Nets and I the ain't Lakers got no comment. I'm, I'm not even, even going to respond. You're not gonna respond? No. No. It'll be it'll be a hell of a series. I don't know who would win it. I would want my Lakers to be able to pull it out, but James Harden, KD, and Kyrie, I don't know that we've seen that much offensive firepower on it's, one it's, team. It, it, well, you forgot about the Golden State Warriors, but we'll leave that alone. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that alone. I just know that they're not gonna be. They can't defend us down low when we decide that we want the twos. They can yeah. shoot threes all day long, hey. but what's going what's gonna be a problem in that paint? Hey, your lips to God's ears, man. Speaking of two, let's spin it and go to line two. Alex Charlotte. Alex Charlotte, what's the biggest MLB surprise so far this year? The biggest MLB surprise so far this year? I don't know. San Diego, maybe? Mm -hmm. I would say probably the Padres, huh? We kind of knew the Padres were going to be good coming into this year, though, didn't we? Mm, didn't we expect it? I mean, just because they signed uh, Tatis to the money. Mm-hmm. Not I, Blake I, Snell. They, I guess they they Blake Snell. I, I think we yeah. thought that they would be okay, Yeah, but not probably where they're at Yeah, in the would, way they look. I would say for me, the Cincinnati Reds. I'm not sure that I thought they were going to be this good. I thought they would take a step back after losing Trevor Bauer, but the fact that they're still at the top of the Central. They lost like, our game. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's a little bit of a surprise for me, but we're only talking about a week of baseball, though. You know, it's a long season. But it's how you look, though, it's man. It's a long season. I know, but it's, it's how you look. It's a long season. You just stay, you know, you and look a certain way. The Trevor Bauer story is certainly not over at this point, as you know, if you're a Dodger fan. Jeez. Let's spin the wheel. And head to line six. Uh, line six Hello? available. Line line <laughs> line three. Line three. What do you got? Welcome back, gentlemen. Uh, my present with you, Key. Thank you. Um, my question is, before I actually say the Red Sox are the biggest surprise, but my question the key is, I'm hearing a lot of rumors about the Patriots taking one of these stud running backs at 15. What's your impression? Because you seem to be always right, and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> um, I don't know. 15? A running back? I mean, they've taken running backs in the first round before, and I think they've taken somebody around uh, 15, maybe a little less. Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, those would be the two top guys. I could see where Bill has a relationship with Nick Saban, and certainly uh, Najee Harris would be somebody, I would think, his style of running, catching the ball out of backfield, his power game, 
could certainly be something that they would, you know, be looking for because Bill does like those big, strong backs that can catch out of the backfield. Hopefully the uh, coaches will talk to uh, Nick Saban at Najee's Pro Day. No, right? <laughs> if, it ha- <laughs> if it happens. Let's spin the wheel. So I was warned not to do this, but let's live dangerously and go to line five. Hey, guys, how's it going? What's that? I was wondering, if the, if the Celtics don't turn this year around and make it run in the playoffs, should Brad Stevens be on the hot seat? It should be in the conversation. It should be in the conversation. There's a lot of talent, and for whatever reason, Boston hasn't played up to their potential. Everybody said that they were going to be a top half of the Eastern Conference type of team, and that's not where they find themselves in the standards I, right now. I tried to tell, I tried to warn Jay Will and, and Perk. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I tried to tell them after last season. I'm like, man, that window getting ready to close on them. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, nah, Key, no. Nah. I said, man, I'm telling you, I'm looking at it. Remember, I know what I see. And, Key, remember, once upon a time, everybody wanted to pin the problems in that locker room on Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving ain't been there in a couple of years, and they still have problems Kyrie Irving or Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, and you got to think about it. Danny Ainge's done a great job stockpiling picks, but you got to parlay those picks and do something with him. He's a master yeah. trader, but what, you got those picks to flip him for something. Let's spin the wheel a couple more times, hopefully. Line four. Hey, this is uh, Griffin in Connecticut. Um, I think this is a Keyshawn, sorry for your loss. But I think this is a big break or make year for Daniel Jones. The weapons he has, if he doesn't play well, is he really your guy? He has a number one receiver now in Kenny Galladay. If they add another receiver, you had that. And then Sterling Shepard and Slayton, if he doesn't play well, is he really your guy? No, I think he's toast if he don't play well this year. Let's spin it one more time. Line two, you get the last word. Hello? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Come on, line. Come on. Line six, you get the last word. As soon as this thing stops spinning. Line six. Hey, this is Donald from Nashville. What you got and, for uh, us? My, my question is, and my question is, uh, what percent of the uh, the line you think that the coaches have for the uh, the draft uh, choices? Because I, I'm like you guys. I don't believe nobody these days. I don't know what's going on. They're playing these games. I think a lot of games been played. Got a number key? I couldn't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on this tomorrow.